Hello, and welcome to Raising Eco-Minimalists, a podcast that acts as a community for those who are raising kids who care about their mind, body, and the earth. I'm Laura, your host, mom to a five-year-old and self-described anxious eco-minimalists. Thanks for joining. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Raising Eco-Minimalists. I don't know about you, but I get so excited for the weeks that a new episode is released. And before we jump into today's content, which is all about fiber parties, I have a couple of updates that I wanted to share with you. First, next week on the 22nd of June, I am hosting my relaunched workshop, which is called Making Sustainability Sustainable for You. I first hosted this workshop back in February and it was really fun. Um, I had a lot of great feedback. And when I was debating about if I should host another round of it, This summer, I asked on Instagram and a lot of you said yes. So here we are. (laughs) Now I'm only going to be hosting this probably once more in late fall. And then that's going to be it for the year. So definitely take advantage now just in case something comes up in the fall because it's it's a lot of fun. So what do I talk about in this workshop? Well, you're going to learn about different factors that impact all of us on our sustainable living journey. So we're different people. We have different lives. We have different access to resources and abilities, and we all come to this sustainability movement with different strengths and weaknesses. And that is okay. In fact, it's great. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how you balance the ever tricky convenience items that are often wasteful versus the more sustainable options, but also sometimes more time consuming. We are going to talk about how to manage eco guilt because nobody has time for guilt or the mental energy. I'm going to talk about how to bring your passions into the sustainability movement. So this is the pick your sustainability lane and drive in it because we need to make this not overwhelming for us. We need to make it well sustainable. So those are the main things. And in order to help you achieve all that, I walk you through four actionable exercises, and those will help you walk away from the workshop feeling confident about moving forward. Not only that, but I give you time within the workshop, and then there's also a little bit of time after the content still within the realms of the workshop, that you can finish up anything. And the reason for this is because I know how it is when you attend something like this and you were excited and you've got all these ideas and and things flowing, but there's not enough time in the workshop, so you are going to do it after, right? Well, I know how quickly that is that that thing gets pushed to the wayside and then it never happens. So I don't want that to be the case for you. So I give you time and the ability to do that during the workshop. Now, because I know you're a busy parent or guardian, it is only an hour and a half, and that includes the time for the content and the exercises, and then there's time for Q&A after, and then I also will stick around if there's enough time after that so that you can finish up any of those exercises or uh, need to bounce ideas off me or anything like that. So now the class is based on a sliding scale fee. There is a partial scholarship there is a suggested price, and then there's a sponsorship. If price is still a concern for you, I do have a few full scholarships available. You just need to reach out. The link for more information and to register is in the bio, and I'd love to see you there. 
The next update that I have is all about becoming a member. <laughs> it's my once a month reminder to you that this podcast does have a membership option with lots and lots of benefits. First, members get bonus episodes. So the podcast, as you probably know, the episodes are released every other week. And on those off weeks, members get a special bonus episode. They also get the new general episodes a day early. And the bonus episodes and the early released episodes get in emailed right to their inbox. So it's super easy. You also will get options to get sneak peeks on guests. You get the chance to uh, ask questions, which I will then relay to the guests. I'm hoping eventually to have some fun guests, like ask me anything or interviews or something. Uh, you also get full access to all of the eBooks that I've created for free. You also get some of the digital downloads that I've created for free and more. There's other stuff too. So it's only $5 a month. That's it. If you pay annually, you get three months free. So it's only 45 bucks. And supporting the podcast helps keep it going because it costs money <laughs> to host these episodes. And also, of course, my time. I love making free content that is available for anyone that wants it, but it does take time. So you will help support me in that and so that I can continue doing what I'm doing. You can find more information about becoming a member via uh, the show notes uh, or you can sign up. So thank you for that. And now let's jump into today's topic, which is Fiverr parties. <laughs> I laugh because it can be somewhat controversial. If you've never heard of a Fiverr party before, what is it? Well, it's basically a party where gift giving is common uh, usually a kid's birthday party. And the host, you, specifies that if there is a desire to give a gift instead of a physical item, the receiver would like $5 to go towards a bigger toy, a membership to somewhere, an experience, an event. That's it. So in, in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about a Fiverr party in the assumption that we're using this for a kid's birthday party. Of course, you can do it for anything, but because this is a podcast about raising eco-minimalists and because I have experience in hosting a Fiverr party for my son for his birthday, uh, that's where I'm going to be coming from. So just a little caveat before we really dive in. Now, yes, I have hosted a Fiverr party. My husband and I did when my son turned four in 2019. So as I talk about what it is and the benefits and if it's for you, is it tacky? I'm going to be plopping in uh, personal experience. And then at the end, I will share full story about how it went and if we would do it again. Okay, so we just talked about what a Fiverr party is. I specified that I'm going to be using it in the term of a kid's birthday party. And so how are they different than regular birthday parties? Well, really, the only difference is that you're specifying that if somebody likes to give a gift or would like to give a gift, that they give $5 instead of a physical item. That's it. The rest of the party is exactly the same. It's pretty simple, right? Well, we're not really supposed to talk about gifts in our society, even though for the most part for kids' birthday kids get gifts, right? Let's just talk right away about is it tacky? <laughs> is it tacky to specify on an invite 
what you want for a gift if somebody decides to give you a gift. I'm obviously biased. <laughs> Newsflash, we had one. I don't think it's tacky. I actually really liked the concept, hence why we decided to do one. But it also falls in line with our family values, right? We are looking to reduce physical items in our house. We're looking to reduce waste. We're looking to reduce clutter. And we want to show my son that celebrating someone's birthday is not just about the gifts. It's hard when you have young kids because that's a really important piece for them and I get it and it's not like he got no gifts. So don't think that we're just like depriving him or something that is a thousand percent not the case. But I'm not offended by talking about gift giving or specifying that ahead of time. So when I talked about this initially... Um, when we hosted it back in 2019 on social media, I got a few responses and the vast majority of people liked the idea themselves, but were worried about what other people would think or that other people would be offended. So here are three ways that I responded to that. It's one, it's all about how you word it on the invite. I put specific wording on the invite that specified, we just want you to come. That's it. But if you would like to bring a gift, here's what we would like, $5, that will go towards XYZ. In my son's case, it was a zoo membership. That's it. It's not like we're like, you have to bring a gift. We expect you to bring a gift. And this is what it has to be. No, it, honestly, we were not expecting anyone to bring a gift. But like I said, kids' birthday parties usually involve gifts, you know, if that's tacky to talk about or to know, then I guess I'm tacky. I don't know. <laughs> Number two, it's no different than having a birthday list. In my family, fortunate enough that uh, we often get asked what our son would like for holidays or gift giving events. And this is no different. You're just telling them ahead of time, right? Number three, people don't have to follow it. It's a request. And you know what? For when my son had it, we, not everybody did follow it. Were we mad? No, of course not. <laughs> you know, it's not, it, it's not something that's set in stone. It doesn't have to have a lot of emotion behind it. It just is. We're just making a request. We're just asking. People don't have to follow it and that's okay. Right? Right. Okay. So now say you're thinking, hmm, yeah, that sounds good. I kind of like that. You know, what are some other benefits? Well, I think there's a lot personally. I will list a few. Number one, Less waste. Woohoo! Less toys equals less weight. Less toys equals less packaging equals less waste. We, I'm assuming if you're here, you love that. I love it. All right, number two, <laughs> less clutter. Less toys means less clutter. Less toy clutter means less time spent cleaning, less mental energy, less visible clutter, less, less, less. We like less. Number three, kids get overwhelmed with gifts and too much stuff. There's a ton of research out there that showcases that kids benefit from having less stuff. It helps them concentrate longer. They get less overwhelmed. They develop skills better. They play with toys longer. So you're getting your money's worth. And sometimes I've noticed with my son with Christmas or birthdays where he does get a lot of stuff. It's like he just can't focus on one thing. It's just like boom, 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 boom. And I can just see him losing focus and getting overwhelmed and overstimulated. So having less gifts in general at the party and whether they're, you're opening them in front of people or not, because that can be a little nerve wracking for kids. 
it's just a little bit better in the sense that they just it doesn't stress them out i guess number four less stress and anxiety for attendees by requesting no gifts or if you do bring a gift to bring five dollars you're leaving it in the hands of the potential gift giver you're basically giving them the pass to be like hey you don't have to go out and guess what somebody wants you don't have to go out and make a shopping trip you don't have to put this on your to-do list except to maybe get five dollars if you want you know we just want you to show up and hang out and celebrate with us it also helps if somebody's on a tight budget and maybe they're embarrassed by it they don't have to worry about either not coming or how they're going to afford a gift, right? It really just takes the burden off of a lot of people. And maybe some people are out there and they love gift shopping. That's fine. They can still do that. My son just got invited to a party later this summer and the kid is turning the same age as my son and I'm still like, I don't know what to get him. <laughs> I asked my son, what do you want to get him? And like the options were, I'm just like, I don't know this doesn't you know so it's just it, it you know I'm even like what and I want to I want to put a caveat in here that I don't have any judgment towards people that have a regular birthday party with regular gifts regular whatever that's not I that's fine like I still enjoy doing that I uh, enjoy attending and and have no judgment on that because you know, that's their family values. That's how they do things in their family. And that's fine. And we do it differently. And that's okay. Five, encourages positive money habits. Getting some cash is a great way to teach kids positive money saving and spending habits. So my son, we saved the money that he got. And he, as I said, he wanted to save up for a Zoom membership. He picked it out. It was fall of 2019 and then COVID hit. So we actually haven't even purchased it yet. It's just been sitting in his savings account. And now that things are starting to open up again, we're going to revisit what he would like to do with that money. So maybe it's still a Zoom membership. I wouldn't be surprised if it was, but it could be something else that he might enjoy. I forget what number we're on, but number six. A Fiverr party is a great way to collect money for donation in lieu of gifts. Now, this may be for somebody who's a bit older or, you know, maybe your kid's really uh, into donating. Well, this is a great way to do that. Number seven, it really emphasizes and puts value on time spent with friends and loved ones instead of the focus being on gifts. I mentioned this earlier, that that's something that my husband and I want to emphasize uh, for my son. But the important thing here is to have a conversation about it beforehand so there's no surprises. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a bit. And the last one here, <laughs> which uh, may be a little tacky to some of you, but it saves time on having to give away or sell items. Now, before you really are turned off by me, <laughs> I think that there's probably some of you out there who have received a gift for your kid and your kid doesn't play with it, like at all. So a month or two later, you know, they haven't touched it and you want, you don't want it hanging around. Well, do you give it away? Do you sell it? Have you ever done that? Be honest. Now, I'm not just giving away every single gift that my son gets. I've never done that. But sometimes it happens and as you know, if you've done it, it kind of takes some time and energy. So a Fiverr party can kind of help avoid that. Okay, so now that we've talked about all those things, the benefits, is it tacky, what it is, how do you explain it? You know, it's still kind of a new concept and there's probably going to be people in your life who aren't familiar with it. 
here is how we explained it to people in our life. Number one, to our guests. We just provided a simple explanation on the invitation that, again, we did not expect anything. We said that all we wanted was for them to show up and hang out. But if they wanted to give a gift, we were just requesting $5 towards the Zoom membership. That's it. Again, they can choose to follow it or not. All right, number two, to your family partner. So I approached my husband and told him of the premise of the Fiverr party and kind of just asked him what he thought about it. We're both trying to actively keep the number of toys in our house down and he was totally on board. If he were coming up with, or if he were to show some resistance, I would have talked about the benefits, why it was important. You know, if you have a family mission or value, and if you don't, you can head to episode two with Stephanie Safarian of the Sustainable Minimalists. Um, The episode is called Raising Eco Kids. And um, she talks about the importance of having a family mission and why we do. Uh, so you can, if you, you can find out more there. But I would have talked about, you know, how it matches our values and stuff. And then you can also go as far as Googling or, or searching on Ecosia, uh, the benefits of less toys and why it's important. Now, I think it's important to note that just because you have it for one year doesn't mean you have to have it every single year. It's not like you're committed to it. You know, maybe you have it and it's not a good fit for you and your family. That's fine. So it's not like somebody's stuck in it for good if you do. How do you explain it to your kid? Well, this was my son's first friend birthday party. So he hadn't really experienced the mountains of gifts that sometimes can happen. And he's had, I think he had gone to a couple, but I'll be honest, he didn't even notice. And he didn't ask about more gifts. Cause like I said, he still got gifts. Some people still brought a couple of things. Um, he still got stuff from the grandparents. He still got a few things from us. So it wasn't like he had absolutely nothing. So, but it just wasn't, he, it wasn't a big deal to him. I think he just had a lot of fun at the event with all his friends and family and the cake and (laughs) that stuff. So it was fine. We talked to him about how his friends might want to get him a gift for his birthday. And we kind of asked, you know, if there was something that he would like, like a Zoom membership. We, because he was turning four, we kind of directed the conversation. But if we decide to do it again for his birthday this year, I think we would definitely be more in the asking phase and have him answer versus like directing it. He did personally request the money go to a Zoom membership, however. And so that's what we did. We made sure to emphasize the importance and purpose of the party, which was to gather friends and family to celebrate that he was born and to celebrate him. So by putting that out there first, we tried to, again, emphasize that value that it wasn't just about getting gifts. You know, we wanted it to truly be a celebration of him. If you're in a situation where your kid is expecting a lot of gifts, talk to them about the benefits of having money toward a bigger item. Maybe they've been eyeing a you know huge Lego set, or maybe they've really been wanting to go to the amusement park by your house. Well, this is a great opportunity to be like, hey, you know, we can do this for your birthday party and you might get enough money to to save up for this item or X, Y, Z. You know, maybe even offer to pitch in the remaining amount if they don't reach quite reach that goal. From what I've heard from others, this tactic seems to be just as desirable for kids as getting a ton of smaller gifts. 
Finally, though, if you and your family have values that fall in line with putting emphasis on experiences or living with less, you can talk about how the Fiverr party falls within those values. Again, having a family mission and values can really, really help here. All right. So we've talked about really almost everything about the Fiverr party. I think a big part of this, though, of uh, some opposition would be worrying that your kid's going to be disappointed. And I get it. I have that worry, too, if, if it's something that we do this year. If they agree, are they really understanding what it means? Stuff like that. Having open and honest dialogue and conversations beforehand is key. And not just once. you got to talk about it over and over again to make sure there's no surprises. If your kid does end up being disappointed... Asking them what parts of the party they found really fun. Like, what were they? Ask them to name three things. They'll probably be able to come up with some other things, and hopefully it won't be so much about the gifts. Another way to combat disappointment is to start a gratitude practice. This may seem a little weird, but gratitude has been shown to make us aware of all the good things we have in our lives. Like, it literally can rewire our brains. If your kid is old enough, you can talk about the benefits of having less things overall. Ask them how they feel when their surroundings are clean and clear of clutter. They may not have an answer right away, but they may start to notice the benefits and start to come around. And again, you know, focusing on it's not about the quantity, it's just the quality. So instead of a bunch of smaller gifts that they may not play with after a while, they're going to get something bigger. Okay, so... Maybe you've decided that this is right for you and you're going to try it. It's going to be great. <laughs> what do you say on the invite? I have a guide all about this topic and also with invite wording that you can use. And I'll show uh, have that in the show notes for you. You can just literally copy and paste. I'm giving you permission. And then adapt as needed. I'm going to read them and then kind of show uh, tell you what we did. But again, if you need it, visually or to copy and paste, check out the show notes. So this is what we wrote on our invite. I ordered a customized electronic invite off Etsy. And I think you can even find Fiverr party invites on Etsy. So if you're interested, take a look in there. But this is what we wrote, quote, additionally, your presence is the only present that we need. But should you want to give something to the birthday boy, please consider giving $5 that he can put towards something special. Right now, he's thinking a zoo membership, end quote. That's it. Is it cheesy? Maybe. Is it true? Absolutely. We really just wanted the focus to be that we celebrate with friends and family. I tried to make it super casual without coming off that we were expecting a gift, which really wasn't that hard because we weren't. And overall, it was really well received. Here are a couple other options. Quote, we are working on teaching the value of celebrating the birthday person together as friends and family over receiving gifts. No gifts are expected, but if you feel inclined to bring one, please consider $5 towards insert big ticket item here. End quote. And then a third one, quote, celebrating the birth of insert birthday person here with family and friends is a gift in itself, and therefore your presence is all that is needed. However, if you feel called to bring a gift, please consider $5 towards insert big ticket item here. End quote. It's really as simple as that. And you can mix and match between those threes or come up with your own. Again, as I mentioned, I think Etsy does have templates that you can just buy already. And that's really all it has to be. I know I've mentioned this before, but again, people don't have to follow it. And for ours, not everybody did. To break it down, 
out of everybody that came to the party. The grandparents kind of did their own thing. They all asked for specific ideas and recommendations. So I was grateful for that. And um, yeah, that was fine. It was fine that they didn't want to do the $5. We had three families that gave $5, but also gave a little something along with it, which included a book, a puzzle, and a lollipop. We had one family that made cupcakes for the party instead, which was fabulous. They were delicious. It was really great. It was such a sweet gift. And then we had one family that just gave the $5. So overall, we liked it. We thought it was really successful. Uh, we got feedback from one person who was a friend, and she said she loved it. Um, but we didn't hear anything else either way. So would we do it again? Yeah. <laughs> we. Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, it'll be interesting now that my son will be six and how it'll be different, but I am thinking that it would be a good idea to do again. I don't know what he's going to want to do for his birthday, <laughs> if we can even do something. But again, it's all about falling in line with your family values. So that's all I have today. We talked about a lot of stuff. So again, the link to the whole Fiverr guide is in the show notes with the invite wording. We talked about what a Fiverr party was. How are they different than regular parties? How do you explain a Fiverr party to your kid, your spouse or partner, your family, your friends? Is a Fiverr party right for my kid's birthday? What are the benefits? Why are they a good idea? Are they tacky? What do you do if you're worried your kid will be disappointed? I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I think it's a fun topic to talk about and um, I'd love to hear your feedback on it. You can reach out to me on social media or via my email address, which is all in the show notes. And until next time, which we will have a guest and I'm excited for you to hear it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you so much again for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the episode, please consider subscribing, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, and sharing. These three things are the best way to ensure that the podcast reaches other people who are trying to raise eco-minimalists. Additionally, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, as well as the link to join the Facebook community group, all in the show notes. Finally, don't forget that you can become a member of the podcast and receive benefits such as extra bonus episodes, episodes a day early, learn about guests ahead of time, and lots more. The link to becoming a member or to find out more info is also in the show notes. Oh, and one last thing. Don't forget that in order for sustainable living to be sustainable, it has to be sustainable for you. Until next time, bye.